Welcome back to the Brothers in Law of Destruction, where we review every episode of Raw ever, so you don't have to. You're welcome. Uh, before we get started on the 1993 Royal Rumble, um, which we uh, literally just finished about, what do you think, 30 seconds ago? Uh, we, we took too long, I know that. Uh, yeah, uh, I have the TV on mute right now. Uh, I wanted to do a quick shout-out, real quick. Um, so, since we last recorded... I started uh, writing for this website, AIPTcomics.com, um, and I uh, write com- about comics and TV and movies and whatnot, but I write about wrestling as well. So uh, everybody, check that out, AIPTcomics.com. It is uh, great. If you guys can, you should uh, support them on their Patreon. They're really good. So, um, all right, on to the first match of the night. Oh, it's oh God! It's uh first. I want to know. It's uh twelve thirty in the morning, and uh, we just we just finished this. Actually, we have now messed up because Bret Hart and Yokozuna. Oh damn! Or they had a little altercation in the back. Sorry guys. And that's uh that's fine. We're not gonna review that. <clears throat> no, um God, no, you don't want me to review it. Uh, the Beverly Brothers, uh O H, I O. There you go, Bob. Uh, versus the uh, Steiners. Uh, you know the team up north. Um, man, it, it was it, it was fun. Uh, Steiner Brothers' first time on WWE pay per view, right? WWF. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Um, I do have uh, some questions. I said, uh, why is he wearing earmuffs? I did put that on there. Who? Um, uh, Rick Steiner. I know why he's wearing earmuffs. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, in my uh, tired state, I just wrote down a bunch of very mean questions while I while we were watching this. Uh, you did make the point, which seems obvious, but I didn't realize it until you said it that the uh, Beverly Brothers are bigger than the Steiners. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they're they're built like a brick shit house, but as far as like they they're were taller, just absolutely ginormous. Yeah, they were. Uh, they 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 were very large. They were just absolutely big. <laughs> now, Larry, you made a point about the Beverly Brothers. Uh, I'd like to bring up. Uh, I said that he looks like he's lost every bar fight he's ever been in. If I remember right, I said he looks like the guy at the bar that claims he's in a lot of tough man competitions and then just gets his ass smoked in that bar fight. That's what I said. I have in my notes on my iPad, Larry said that the Beverly Brothers look like pressure point guys. Can you care to explain what that means? A pressure point guy is a guy who won't actually uh, fight anyone, but he will will point out that he knows everyone's pressure points. And then (laughs) Will, since he's big, he just like pushes in something really hard. He's like, that's a pressure point. I know what pressure points are. He's got three fingers above the collarbone and knocks him out. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Yeah, that is that is. Is what uh, what what he looks like, uh, um, but the match uh, a lot of selling from the Steiners. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, about six minutes in was the first tag, and Gorilla Monsoon made the comment uh, that quick tags is what the Steiners is about, and I don't know what the fuck he's on about. <laughs> well, because uh, we didn't have one until six minutes. Let's. Um, now that you brought up Gorilla, uh, what do you think? You had made a comment watching this that. Uh, yeah. I, what I, was the comment? I think we look back on him real fondly, right? Right. I think he's revered when you look back on him, and I don't think he does anything wrong. But if you actually just listen to his commentary a lot of times, it's just it's just kind of like Vince McMahon-esque commentary. Yeah. It's just like, yep, that was a power slam, and boy, it was effective. It's not a whole lot of <clears> – <throat> which, I mean, you know, I, mean, I don't know what else we were going to get in 93. But, right. But, uh, yeah, that, that's all I said was I think he's remembered more fondly than he actually was at, at that time. Uh, I have on here that Rick Steiner um, <laughs> killed a man with a German – God, he that was nasty. Just, just picked him up, threw him down, killed him. Yeah that that looked uh, that looked uh, really bad. Um, I also uh, wanted to point out that during this match, I noticed because it's it's not like a super long match, but it's you know decently whatever. Um, that the I put that the crowd felt like a WWE 2K crowd with a generic cheering and no chance. Like they were yeah yeah. They yeah, they did woo. seem super super hot for this match, which was which was great. And of course, it's um, ninety three before you know, like yeah. this is awesome chance. Uh, something you don't see a lot. Uh, they uh, the uh, Beverly Brothers were uh, choking the Steiners with the tag rope a couple yeah. times. God, I love that. I couldn't because um, you had said something about I hadn't seen that before. And I was like nothing popped in my head. I'm sure it's happened, but like I yeah. couldn't think of like oh that happened in yeah off the top two thousand seven or whatever. Yeah, um, I have that. Uh, also, uh, Scott Steiner won, right? I don't know if you yes. noticed or not. He didn't. Uh, he never tagged in. There was a scrum. Rick Steiner was legal. There was a scrum. Interesting. And then Scott Steiner won with Frankenstein. <laughs> he 
He never tagged in. Interesting. Also, that ref's count is bananas. Oh, the, like he goes like straight up That's and down. The, it's like a kicker from the fifties, just running straight up to the ball and kicking <laughs> a field goal. <laughs> that thing's wild. Now, um, God, I, I wish someone would do that. When they have a little retro throwback episodes of Raw, the refs need to count like that. I'll be um, interesting interested to see what happens on the next episode of Raw, but I guess modern storytelling would suggest that um, the Beverly Brothers come out and say, you weren't even legal, right? You, you would, you'd think so. You get a rematch as like a main event of Raw. Yeah, there'd be a lot going on there, but I... Um, hell of a finish, though. That Frankenstein was real good. Oh, yeah, just uh, killed him. Also, uh, Scott Steiner, that he was long-haired in a singlet, hitting Frankensteiners, eventually turns into Big Papa Pump Sexy Scott Steiner and puts Stephanie McMahon on a desk in the middle of a ring <laughs> and says, there's the camera, baby. Let's make a home movie. <laughs> That's what that man turns into. Before t- opening up the morning shift for... <laughs> I don't know. I wish, the... I had the, I wish I had the name ready. I like, don't know the name. A bunch of the jokes. Uh, he does own a bunch of uh, uh, like little restaurants. It's like Denny, like St- Stoney? Uh... It's some. It's it's like a someone's listening to this and screaming the answer. It's but. just it's just like a diner, but he he does own a lot of them. Yeah, and, well, good uh, for him. They're they're pretty good. And Rick Steiner, what I say, a school board. Yeah, apparently he's like a, member a school board member now. And uh, yeah, so Scott Steiner's you know going to work in some fairs, and Rick's like, buddy, I I gotta get up. Like, yeah, I have a school board meeting in the morning. I <laughs> I can't. I know I I can't go to that show. I can't make it. All right, uh, match two. Uh, it was uh, Marty Jannetty versus uh, Shawn Michaels, and, uh, you know, it was... Uh, For who, the Intercontinental title. Whose side was Sherry going to be on, Tyler? That's all we heard. So the last Raw, we heard it about, like, 304, 305 times who she's going to be on. So she comes out. Uh, immediately just scowls at Shawn Michaels. But doesn't do anything. She stays neutral. She does. Uh, but Until the end. But they do just keep showing her while, like, Jannetty's, like taking moves and she does seem like increasingly more concerned which right. which I like they didn't just be like oh look she's concerned but they were just showing you and letting the audience figure it out like oh she doesn't look too happy about that so I Not thought I thought that was good the greatest acting but okay it'll be alright um, but they should kind of before the match showed like a recap of course you know um, I put something like that and like they split up I I'd never heard about this barbershop thing um, I completely wait, what the barbershop, oh, yeah, yeah, the bar, yeah, that, yeah. that was good. Uh, I uh, completely forgot. I I knew I knew I loved Shawn Michaels' music, especially like when I grew up and he was wrestling. Right. God, I forgot how good his music used to be when uh, when Sherry was singing it. That's that's the best, <laughs> you know. It's like, I mean, can you can you sing for me? Uh, no, I can't. I absolutely won't do that. You want to give the people some entertainment value? Uh, yeah, I do actually. What do you think about Marginetti's ring gear? Um, well, Larry, you're passing the buck because I wanted you to explain it. <laughs> Uh, it looks like Marty Jannetty wore yoga pants that I would wear under my shorts, and then got yarn that my grandma has in her uh, basement because she knitted once in the nineties, and just just kind of just kind of tied it around his thighs and his ass and his legs, and just was like, "Here we go. This is what I'm wearing now." Yeah, it's like streamers or something. It was streamers, but they were tied on but they both were, ends. But they were tied on both ends, so there wasn't streamers. It was just like yarn. Yeah, it was. It's like if you wore, like right now, imagine like what you're wearing, listener, but instead of it being like full fabric, it's just like cuts of yarn. <laughs> like, it, like, okay. It was an, an odd thing. So early in the match, Marty uh, hits a um, what Gorilla calls a knee lift. That lifts Sean out of the ring. Uh, Gosh, Sean Michaels selling's the best. Man. We talk about even though we talk about retro wrestling, we talk about hot topics here too. Uh, better than the V trigger, Larry? Yes or no? Uh, well, it had to be because uh, Michaels real life did a did a backflip from it. Yeah. Oh, just just absolutely murdered him. There incredible. was a couple times where incredible Marty Jannetty would hit a pretty standard offensive maneuver, and Sean Michaels would just absolutely do a somersault. <laughs> And it's is my is my favorite part of the match watching it back was just how as absurd his selling is at all times. And he's not even he's not even taking the piss, I don't think, when he did it back then. I think no. that's just what he did. That's what he did. Um so this is a, a blood feud. Uh also that just happens to be a title match. Quite the technical match for it being such a heated and hated match, as in Sean works the left shoulder of Marty Janetti for real life fifteen minutes straight. Just just real sl- I me and Tyler uh 
mentioned it during the uh, match. I want to bring it up again. Neither one of us are fans of very long beatdowns. I'm a fan of a beatdown of a uh, a body part. I'm a fan of targeting a body part. But if just for 10 minutes you're going to hit one move every like 45 seconds, like that, that gets a little tired. So. Yeah, you think you you would like push the guy off or at least try to fight back a little yeah, bit. But uh, they they did pick it up. Uh, also, what we uh, we have skipped over is there was a certain point in there where a Marginetti real life tapped out. I said Marty clearly taps. I mean, just like, I mean, just pop, 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 pop. Imagine yeah. that as your hand on the mat. Pop, 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 pop. So if the you... ref's right there. And I look at Larry, I thought, I didn't think this was the finish. And then I'm like, oh, no, it's not. And the weird thing is, did you notice the crowd didn't react? Yeah. It's like the crowd knew that wasn't the po- I'm if, like, uh, If that would have happened today, they would have just lost their minds. But you can't see his, like, full hand. But they have, like, they're trying to do a close-up of his face while he's in this hold and he just starts banging the mat and you can clearly he's tapping and you know sometimes like now if someone's tapping you know or or i mean if someone's in a submission and they're trying to get out they might like slam the mat in frustration that's not what this was or they'll they'll do it once though you know what i mean yeah they'll and they'll do it with their fist he was yeah it was was weird um but um the near the end uh sherry slapped sean uh yeah she did slap him he went back in the ring so they uh, kind of sold that, uh, sold off that story, but yeah, not over. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's not well. Uh, so Sean goes back in the ring then, and uh, uh, Marty Jannetty starts uh, holding him. Uh, Sherry comes in, takes off her heel, attempts to hit Sean. Sean moves out of the way, uh, hits uh, Marty with what I'm presuming to be a lead field, a lead filled heel because Jesus Christ, that kid couldn't get up after that. <laughs> That was a KO shot. I mean, it was he was he was that out. was Tyson in his prime esque is what it was from a from a shoe. Uh, Larry did say at one point, and I quote: "Marty looks like the kind of guy who would hold the camera while you did stuff to his wife." Yeah, I did say that. That's super disrespectful for the number one contender to the Intercontinental Title. I stand by it. Oh, okay, so. Uh, if if so, you tie streamers on both ends, that's what I think. That's what I think about you. So, uh, is the oh gosh, there's so there's a ref bump, but instead of it being an accidental ref bump, Sean legit just turns to the ref and hits him with a Judas effect. Just elbows his <laughs> fucking head off. He, he he had a Marty Jannetty and went to punch him and then just back elbowed the ref in the most obvious. You would think it was one of the most obvious spots ever where you're like, okay, when this ref wakes up, he's disqualifying the well, shit out honestly, of Shawn Michaels. Honestly, if, if you did that, if you, I mean, yeah, if you did a spot like that now, the you would the the heat would be like the ref would wake back up and then be like, no, it's a DQ. Yeah. Or another ref would come in and that ref would say, no, he hit me, it's a DQ. I mean, you see that every now and then. Yeah, but yeah. the ref literally wakes up and just counts it. Counts the third one, you know, yeah. one, two, three. It's a super kick that literally spins Marty like uh, yeah. threefold. Yeah, he did. He did hit him, and the Marty did a corkscrew in the air. Uh, really good after the match segment, though. Sherry, you know, runs back. Mean Gene stops her, tells her to calm down. Michael, uh, also on the way, Michael starts following her, and uh, <laughs> Bobby Heated says, uh, that he should clobber her for how hard that uh, she clobbered him. It's just uh, super duper promoting. Just yeah, you should go beat that woman. Nineteen ninety three, guys. Crazy times. Um, but yeah, actually, the we were, t- we were talking about how it felt super authentic. I mean, you watch Raw or you know even SmackDown like backstage segment. It just even really good backstage segments feel super produced. This just felt like cameras happening, ha- happening, happening. Happening, to ca- happening. Sounds, you say a word too many times. Uh, happens to catch. Um, this is going to happen anyway, and the cameras just happened to catch what was going on. Oh uh, so, yeah. Also, felt what, authentic. I, what I really liked about it was it wasn't like eighteen people separating two people, and they just couldn't do it. Like they right. separated them. They they let them get their little spots in. They tussled. They separated them, and it was like, oh yeah, like they actually were normal. They're like, yeah, we have like eighteen extra people here. Right. Uh, here we go. Um. So here's. So the match number three, this is legitimately my my notes for it, okay? Um, I put match three, WrestleMania, right. main eventer, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Big Boss Man. I think it had potential, yeah. And then I put lengthy bear hug, and that's my notes. Okay, so I have some more notes than that. Okay. Um, I'm not going to read off my notes, but I do, I do have a couple more. Um, 
I, th- I thought it was fine. I thought it was definitely the match where this is going to, you know, you're going to rest now because you just had, you know, that big blow off with Janetti and Mike. Right, right. But uh, I th- a, lot, I th- a lot of energy for big for big boys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I in my notes I had uh, I knew Bam Bam can move. I didn't realize how good Big Boss Man can move yeah. somehow. Uh, so that was really great to see. Uh, I'm always impressed when you see guys so big that when they run the ropes, um, I mean the ropes like bend down to the mat almost. Uh, so what I want to bring up real quick is because the Big Boss Man did it and it happened a lot in the Rumble, and I mentioned to Tyler I wanted to bring it up. Okay. And I said there was a lot more like a dressing to your character back then. Okay. Like right now, if my character was I was some country guy, right? Like, I might wear, like, a flannel cutoff or some sort of hat. Right. Like, on the way to the ring, but I'd take it off and have on, like, normal trunks. Or, like, my not-wrestling gear on, like, contract signing might be some boots, jeans, and, like, you know. Right. Like a flannel. But I'd just be in normal wrestling gear. Right. Uh, Back in 93, buddy. No. Oh, oh, you're committed. You are committed. You have 20 minutes, and yeah, you have to do you it are, with your shirt You're going to be in your correctional officer uniform. You're going to be in your, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, gonna, you're going to dress the part is what yeah. you're going to do. Um, I know this isn't true, but it did feel like every time I looked up at the screen, uh, Big Boss Man's buttons it was like one was unbuttoned. Uh, Every few minutes, just felt like it was pro- like by the end there was one button. Yeah, progressively as the match went on, uh, he was just unbuttoning his shirt more and more, intentionally or unintentionally, as it may. But, shirt was uh, still tucked in though. It was uh, super tucked in. Uh, he did go from a uh, light Carolina blue to a uh, really dark uh, Duke basketball blue by the end of the match. From how much his back <laughs> Not is sweated. football, no basketball. Uh, so what was the finish there? Uh, Bam Bam won. Yeah, yeah. Bam Bam hit his finish one. Uh, it was uh, there wasn't a whole lot of talk about that match, guys. Right. To be honest, it was, it was a it was pretty fine. serviceable, obvious that we're going to take the heat off a little bit and let everyone calm down. But the match after that was a Razor Ramon versus Bret Hart for the WWF title. Uh, yeah, before they showed a video clip that Razor would have been at it was in Sacramento, so it would have been at a Kings basketball game. He's being interviewed, and he says something like, "I have gold around my." Uh, around my neck, gold around my waist, or gold around my wrist. That's why I'm not a wrestler. Can't cut a promo. Uh, and at the end of the night, I'm going to have your gold around my waist. It was uh, that, that was really good. He also mentioned uh, it took Thank you, you Larry. You think that was a good promo? I, I think you Can do. you cut this and send this to? You're a really good cutting promos, I think. Yeah, thank you. But uh, he did also mention uh, the whole, uh, it took you eight and a half years to get the title. I'm going to do it in eight and a half months. Yeah, I think we mentioned that a lot in our last episode, yeah. or maybe the one before that. Um Love that he had their kind of promos back and forth building building to this match. Uh, something I wanted to ask you about Razor Ramon, right? Right. Uh, I think he's underrated in the mullet world. What do you think about that? In the mullet world, the mall of people who have mullets when they talk about great mullets of all time. Yeah, because you know they don't bring his up. So here's that's all right. This is where we're really getting into them. But do you things. think he has a mullet? Could you argue he doesn't? I would. Yeah, I could. I could hear both. But right. here's the thing. I think if you have a mullet in 2021. It's obvious. You're right. basically having a neon sign saying, yeah. like, I have a mullet. Yeah. Well, he, he had a perm, too. Right. But what I his think. is good about is when you mention that just right now, I didn't – it took me a second to think. And I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, it's of its time. It's just quality. He just looks like a million bucks. He's a quality-looking guy. Um, But, yeah, no, the match was, um, was incredible. You said that you had um, – you had a hot take about Brett right before he, right before his music hit. So, what uh, was, do you remember what you were gonna say? Um, yeah, I think his ring gear is trash. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why. I've always hated his ring gear. I explain. I, what do you mean, Tyler? I wish I could. To be honest with you, I wish I had some real elaborate reason as to why I hate. You don't Brett mean Hart's like gear. all the extra gimmicks stuff? I mean, or do you mean like just straight up just what he wrestles in? Just the leather jacket. He wears. Oh, I, I, I don't like that. Hot take. Yeah, I don't. I, I think he's fifty years later. I think he looks like a nerd. Really? I think when he walks down, he has his leather jacket on, his little. I, th- I think he looks like a dork. Hmm. I think uh, when he when he takes all that off, I'm like I could take you a little serious now. Like I, I you could do it, but no. When he when he has that leather jacket with his freaking shoulder pads in it still. Shoulder. Yeah. Shoulder. 
shoulder pads. That kid's rocking Brian Urlacher like shoulder pads in that leather jacket. <laughs> he says, uh, "You're not alive yet, but I'm inspired by you." Yeah, he's playing. He's playing middle linebacker for Alabama. He's going to the <laughs> SEC. Yeah, that kid's uh, that kid's doing it. So before the match, Brett. Uh, you know, takes his sunglasses off and gives them to a kid, whatever, yeah. gets back in the ring. Just so sweet. Razor takes his toothpick out and throws him at the kid and says, fuck off. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. One of my favorite things ever. Yeah. Just flicked it at the kid. He's like, I don't give a fuck about that kid. I think uh, he legitimately, when when um, when Brett gives the sunglasses, he actually legitimately was like, I think he mouths the words like, what the fuck was that? Get out of here. I like that he was looking at the ref too while he's doing it. Like the ref was supposed to stop. He's like, are you just going to let this happen? Like you're under your watch. He's huh? surprised. He's like, that's what he does. You guys have already wrestled all the yeah. houses. You know he's, this is what he's going to do. He's like, buddy, he does this all the time. Uh, the only thing I think would have been better is if, since uh, Bret Hart put the sunglasses on someone, is if Razor Ramon took his toothpick out, put it in someone's mouth in the crowd. That would have been funny. There you go. I won't up to you, Bret. <laughs> now I, we're doing it. I could see if Bret was wrestling like a funny heel. Yeah. If the guy would, if if whoever he was wrestling would just like get out of the ring and like just walk over and take the sunglasses and just like, give me those sunglasses. These, these are my sunglasses are now, kid. Um. There was a time in the match. I just, I just really like this quote from um, Gorilla. Said, uh, "You don't want to make a mistake when you're in there with the hitman." And I just thought that was a really simple way of uh, elevate. Not like he needs elevated, but kind of just a, a quick explainer to be like, "Hey, it doesn't matter how much bigger someone else is that he's wrestling. Like, you know, Razor's bigger than him because." Um, he he did very quickly legitimize like if someone if you were tuning in casually during this time period and you're like well this guy's a lot bigger you like yeah but you don't want to make a mistake in right heart like he he'll make you pay for it because because the brain said right after that was like yeah look at him like he's had some to the effect of like yeah look how effective he is because you know hey Razor Ramon's bigger than he is and so it's just like two it was just real quick um, and. The, uh, the the lead up was really good also because Bret Hart kind of made it seem like he was going to go to a more dark sadistic side. Right. And he didn't really, but at the beginning he was super hellbent on just destroying his knees. Right. Which we both uh, agree uh, makes sense because, you know, the sharpshooter, but also it's like, yeah, like he's kind of being, you know, like he's not just being very technical right now. Like right. He's, ta- he's, he's wringing his... Uh, his knees across the ring, the ring post. Right. So it's like, oh, but then yeah, there's a psychology. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm measured though. Yeah. I'm a champion for a reason. Like I'm yeah. also super smart, and I'm I'm going to use my aggression uh, to to my advantage. Because we had talked about in the last episode, so he, or maybe the one before that, he had cut he cuts his promo, and they were doing this interview or whatever, and he's like, um, I'm gonna fight, um, I'm gonna fight Razor. And I remember bringing up the point of being like, okay, kayfabe. That's what Razor wants, right? Like, obviously, he wants to get in because he, like, Razor was doing all these like shitty things to the Hart family. He wants to get in Brett's head, and he's trying to draw out the fighter in Brett. Well, that's not Brett Hart's strong suit, right? So when he said that, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, in kayfabe, obviously, like he's playing into yeah. Hitman's um kind of game, or I mean, to Razor's game, but he uses this aggression in a smart way. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a super aggressive, but it's gonna be so I could. Put you in a sharpshooter. Uh, something. Speaking of sharpshooter, something that they did really well during the match, and I haven't heard a lot of since then, was uh, from where they had the height difference. Uh, Bobby Heenan just kept saying that uh, he th- he's like uh, Razorman's too tall. He's like, his legs are too long. He can't he can't properly cinch it in. And there was right. a couple times in the match where he Bret Hart even like had tr- trouble getting it like right. cinched in the the normal way he would do it. Um, right. And I thought that was a. Uh, I thought that was really good. Yeah, like a subtle way, and you're 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 showing a you're basically you know you're highlighting the physical specimen of Razor Ramon, but then when Bret Hart eventually does put him in it, you know you're like, oh damn, okay, he he. Yeah, it, it was a it was a, a big payoff when he did it, and the way he did it was a really nice. They're both on their back, his legs just kind of fall in. It's almost like he's going for a figure four. He just rolls over. Yeah, sits up uh, for the for the sharpshooter. Uh, he taps obviously. Uh, there's really good ref bump in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Razor Ramon's uh, trying to crawl away and just kind of crawls onto the ref and pushes him off and just breaks the hold. And yeah. the ref, uh, well, I love the ref didn't sell it and act like he was dead. Uh, right. The ref immediately got up and was like, "Well, you can yell it at him." And got in his face and was like, "What are you doing? You can't be doing that." Are you saying he didn't do it? Charles Robinson did. Um, I'm money in the bank. No, I think where don't disrespect Charles Robinson. He took. Uh, 
uh, ref bump to his knee, but was holding his head like ten seconds later. I don't. I'm, I'm not Charles Robinson. I don't know what what hurt him in that time period. I yeah. can't. I can't speak for him. Okay. But yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Um. Next is I. So uh, it was it was a very good match. Uh, Bret Hart ended up winning by submission. The, they drove home the sharpshooter thing. Uh, it was it was really, it was really good. I think it was the uh, probably the match of the night for me. I think. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a pretty good length too. You know, sometimes a match really hits a point where you're just like in in the match, you're just thinking like an, like a a thought pops in your head, and you're just like, this is a good length. This um, feels good. Yeah, uh, I felt that. In the Royal Rumble, at about the eighth entrant, I thought this is probably good for this rumble. We probably <laughs> go home, boys. <laughs> this is probably a good link. Go ahead, just send Yoko for, out and just uh, okay, real quick. I'm I'm skipping the other two segments and I'm going to the Rumble. Real, oh, Larry, r- real quick. Okay, that, well, you're not going to talk about that. Oh, we're going to talk about okay. it. Okay, this Rumble guy, the Rumble is my favorite match type. Mm-hmm. I love my favorite. I love Royal Rumbles. I love battle anything. With a lot of dudes in there. Yeah. I'm game for it. I right. love me some more rumbles. This was dog shit. This was so bad. It was so... Wh- while we were... While it was wrapping up, I was just Googling just like some people's thoughts on it, right? Just wondering if I was just out of my mind. Cause right. Because I, I legitimately thought that maybe I'm too tired. And that's why I'm not liking this. Everything I saw was people saying Yokozuna won a a historically bad rumble. And God, I couldn't agree. Me and Tyler kept thinking, we're like, we have to be 20 people deep now. There can't be that many more. I was literally trying to count how many people had been eliminated. Because there's no music. There's no, this is the 13th entrance. You're just like, this has to be at least halfway through. At one point, we counted. Because we're like, okay, there's been five eliminations. How many people were in there? And we were at 13. And I was for sure we were at at least 19. I was like, "We're, we're about to hit 20. Like, we're getting there now. We weren't getting there. No. God, we weren't getting there. Uh, so the match starts off with Ric Flair and Bob. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got it. We got you. Got to go back to. I'm. Oh, I'm, I'm. I'm gonna talk about those things. Don't <laughs> okay, you worry. Okay. Okay. It starts with Bob Backlund and Ric Flair, and Bob wearing the same gear, which the, you know Vince McMahon. They're both wearing t- red today gear. Today would throw a fit. About he'd say, "I don't think so." He'd have an aneurysm. He'd bro- He'd blow out both it, his knees again. Here's he'd the run thing. into that ring to fix that. I mentioned this when we were watching it, but I want to mention it again. Right, Vince McMahon, obviously super out of touch. Whatever. That's beating a dead horse. You know, I mean, are you saying it was too much red? He kind of has a point. My first thing, and maybe it's just because I'm like indoctrinated, but I'm like, my literally my first thought. I I I can't like, attest it, it was your first thought because you said it out loud. You said that is too much red, isn't it? I I kind of see where he'd be coming He's, from. Here's the thing. Here this is the type of thing. Right. If we were watching this live and we were all on Twitter or AIPT Discord, um, and you're watching this and you see like Sean Rousap tweet like, "Oh, Vince McMahon, you know, is going going reported like he's going crazy." about this much red you'd be like oh my gosh Vince who cares right but when we're removed from it and then we're watching it back you're just like my first thought was legitimately like too much red like uh, the, the, the ring it. apron was like a certain shade of red too yeah. it was like maroon or it was like almost purple but it was red so then, I, like, I get it and then because what what ends up happening is you compare the two you're like okay Bob Backlund's gear versus obviously Ric Flair's gear which is obviously like tailor-made and like really nice well uh Bob Backlund Gear, you said something to the effect of. I said I I will read my uh my note that I have for for all of you listeners at home. I said Bob Backlund is sporting possibly a Slammy Award winning wedgie. <laughs> this is the kind of quality uh, content you get on this because uh, it was it was absolutely insane, and he never fixed it throughout the whole match. Which, right. which eventually I an hour into Bob Backlund. Still being in this rumble match at forty three in nineteen ninety three, I was uh, I I admired it after a while. I think he's just he's living his life, and he said, "What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Eliminate from the rumble? No one else can." Um, who was it when we watched this show forever ago that had a wedgie for like? You're like, okay, it's so glaringly obvious. It was Goldberg. No, it was... It was Goldberg, and we were watching an old WCW, and I said... Are you oh, sure? And I said, you gotta pick that. I said, eventually you have oh, I to. Think, are you sure it wasn't Lex... I think it was Goldberg. I like, oh, no, no, no. 
I think it was the 94 Rumble was the one after that against Bret Hart, but maybe you're right. It was somebody. Somebody at one point had one, and it was about 30 minutes into a match. I'm like, oh, you got to do something. Well, it couldn't be Goldberg then because he's never been. God, that's true. God, I could go and rant about Goldberg right now. Wait, Larry, you mean the um, WWE number one contender? No, WWE championship number one contender? Why didn't this very often? Why didn't Bobby Lashley just say no? I'm I'm not going to get into it. But. Hey, whoa, hey, whoa, Ross. Technically, later today. We'll see. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll watch it. I'll be back tonight. Don't you worry. I'm invading. Okay. Uh, but so we'll, we'll get to the rumble here in a second. I'm sorry I, I overstepped that. So we'll, we'll we'll come right back to it. Yeah. Uh, so the segment uh, right after the WWF title match was the narcissist. That narcissist. <laughs> I well, have... no. Yeah, you said it right. But my my theory. So so Bobby uh, kept saying the narcissist. The narcissist. And at first I'm like, well, that's not how you say it. It's but... made me question how to pronounce it. Oh, but, yeah, actually, I'm a little, God, now this is out there, I'm maybe I am saying it wrong. But I'm like, that's not how you say it. And then I think, wait, is he doing that on purpose to, like, like the obnoxiousness of him pronouncing it wrong? He's a professional like, yeah, I, broadcaster. I, I, he has to know he's saying yeah, it wrong. He calls him the narcissist. Because he says it, like, four times a sentence, the narcissist. So, Larry, can explain what uh, what this was that we saw. So, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Uh, has been promoting the narcissist, the narcissist for just <laughs> God. <laughs> the narcissist. It's I, like how many S's are there? Nar- nar- Seventeen. I don't. Nar- know. There's a couple C's, some S's. It, it gets it gets wild up in there. So so the way we would say it would be the narcissist. It's it's fucking Lex Luger, guys. It's it's nothing. It's I'm absolutely sorry. nothing what? crazy. <laughs> it's Lex Luger. He comes out with six mirrors. And is teasing us, taking off his robe for a second, right? And Bobby and Bobby Heenan's just begging him to take it off, (laughs) just just screaming, just screaming to stop teasing us. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually, he's just like he acts like there's no one there. He's just like (laughs) eventually, Lex Lex Luger does stop teasing us and takes off his whole. His whole ensemble. Why I noticed that as he was taking off his war, his his, his clothes, you were doing the same. You need to watch your mouth because you're wearing less clothes. It seems like I've seen a lot of your, your legs it's, right now. It's the exact opposite. Never, I I've I never, went and put on a hoodie. <laughs> I've never seen so much leg. Uh. It, it got hot. But uh, so he just comes out. He just keeps like popping his pack, flexing. <laughs> And Bobby Heenan just keeps telling him how perfect he looks, just how absolutely amazing he is. We'll never see anything like him again. And God, I hope I never see another segment like this again. Uh, They also are just, I have a couple of my notes are, uh, wow, look at those legs. No, seriously, look at those legs. No, really, Bobby really wants you to look at those legs. Make sure you look at them. They kept zooming into his thigh. And he, he just kept and he just kept popping his thigh, just kept flex, just straightening his leg out basically, and then unflexing <laughs> it. And Bobby's just losing his goddamn mind about it, just screaming, like, "Look at that! Look at that leg!" <laughs> I find this segment fascinating. It is an oddly sexual segment, and it's way too long. Okay, anyone else? Okay, God, like, I you it. do it now. It'll probably get shit on, but like. You, he makes this segment so entertaining, and a part of me is wondering, like, did they did they give us to Bobby? Did they give us to Bobby? And he's like, oh my god, okay, I'm just going to go so over the top and sexual. Oh, he could he made it because oh. it it was supposed to just not be anything, right? Well, I'm I'm sure then they thought it was going to be something, yeah. but looking back on it, like this segment should have been absolute dog shit, okay, and so- and it is. But God, Bobby Heenan made it just a fun segment at least. I I have a question though. I got an answer, um, maybe. You know, not to break kayfabe, but clearly this happened twenty whatever thirty right. thirty years ago. What we got? So Yokozuna, which we'll get to later, whatever. So. It's at SummerSlam when he has his match with Lex, right? I think so. So yeah. does, does Lex already turn a baby face? Turn because this was the Narcissus debut, right? I believe so. So I'm thinking, like, what wh- was that? That quick where they just dropped that and like Lex 
was on the. I, I don't know. Well, we're gonna find out because I'm. Gonna, we're gonna watch every episode right. of Raw. But I don't imagine this lasted very long. I really don't. I'm just saying timeline wise because Yokozuna was the champion, and they had their match at SummerSlam. I th- anyway, whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't imagine this. There's no way this can long. I in my last note is this is definitely not gonna work. Can you explain his muscles again? Uh, they were lavish, they were big, and they were sexual. You know, they weren't very oily. What? <laughs> they just weren't very oily. <laughs> you know, wrestlers can get oily. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. He he was very tan. He was oddly tan, like Luger is. Yeah. Also, he never really tanned his face. It was just his body. You know what yeah. I mean? There was always two different shades. Nice hair, too. <laughs> he didn't have nice hair, did he? So, uh, the uh, next segment is nothing... Really, to write home about it's uh, <laughs> except we Larry seems like he's the most notes he's ever taken. Well, I did take a lot of notes about this segment actually. It was uh, Caesar it and uh, Cleopatra made a proclamation. Um, the proclamation was that WrestleMania was going to take place uh, in uh, these in Caesar's palace in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, so I, I didn't understand why they were both out there, like if. It got booed. I knew it was bad when the 1993 crowd of like that 11 was, year that old was, that was letting, boys that was letting a lot of shit slide. <laughs> like a 30 minute segment said, of narcissism. Said no, we're not doing this. And we're not we're not getting rammed like this back to back. So you're <laughs> I could set through the narcissist deltoid. So but... what what happened just to let you into our evening is after Bret Hart's match, we paused it. And went and I don't know what we were doing. I don't remember exactly. But we said, oh, there's an hour and 45 minutes left. And we just kept, we're like, there's another match? Like, this has to be the last match before the Rumble. Yeah. And then we had the, like, 20-minute narcissist segment. And then this segment, which was real life, like, 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, it went on and on. And it was just these, it was just Cleopatra and Caesar. Just talking about how you need to come to Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, and uh, that's it. It, it, There's nothing else happened. They just kept saying you need to come there. I mean, they were in full character, full get up, full ensemble. And this is what I'm talking about when I said they really dressed the part back in 1993. He had the little, you know, halo with the greens around his head, the robe. He had it all. Yeah. Well, he had the whole. The I. Probably, yeah. Because there's no way, there's no way that it's that good of an actor to stay in that cam, that character for that long, right? Also, why was why is Cleopatra there? <laughs> what is she? What did she? What part does she play? Did no, she didn't talk at all. It did go on a while. She didn't do any. Tyler, I swear she didn't do anything. She stood, stood there the there. whole time for what? Well, you know what? For Obviously, what though? She had lines. She was thinking about those. She forgot her. She was thinking about deltoids and treltoids and he had muscles. Abs. They were on muscles. They were naming the muscles that he had, and it was the same thing when I take my car to a mechanic and they're talking about a part. (laughs) I said, I have no idea what that is. I said, I'm so lost. I didn't know that one existed. Like you got treltoids and yeah, basically yeah, yeah. I was I was like, I'm so lost, but I don't know what the fuck Cleopatra was doing there. (laughs) Uh, She had no business being there at all. Cleopatra, if you're listening to this podcast 30 years later, fuck off. I want to fade. I want to run a fade with you. <laughs> I'm not doing it. That was wild. Uh, um, I, I had a, why is she here? What role do they play? Is she an item? Or, or I said, are they an item? Are they just hanging out? Uh, you know, awesome. Are they just hanging out together? Right, stop, get on that. You know, what What are we doing? But I uh, also had a, the Roman emperor, which he mentioned several times was the Roman emperor. Uh, happens to live in Las Vegas, Nevada. A so r- there real is small Vince world. Cramming down Roman Reigns down our throat in 1993. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's just, trying to tell us. That's what he does. Uh, so uh, the Rumble. We'll, we'll actually we will now cover, you know, the main event, the Rumble. <laughs> Again, just an absolute. I got, got the I, the point of this podcast isn't to come on here and shit on old wrestling. It's not because I, I I genuinely enjoy a lot of what we. Yeah, a, a that lot Brett Razor stuff was great. Brett Razor was good. The first match was fine. There was a lot of funny spots, but it was fine. You know, uh, Marty Jannetty versus HBK is fine. Even Bam Bam versus Big Boss Man was absolutely fine. Yeah, you know, like no, nothing really noteworthy. So I, I don't I don't want this to be the precedent of where we just we're just bitching. We're not just right. bitching, but God, this Rumble match is just 
horrible. Here's uh, here's my thing with, thing with it. I I don't think it was like actively like bad wrestling. I just thought it was just a slog fest. I just thought there was very little wrestling. It was. It, it just felt like it went on forever. And I think there's a few reasons for that. First off, we all love the Rumble. And this right. was. It's hard to go back and watch something like an early rendition of something that is well oiled now. So yeah. there's no music. There's no ten, nine. There's no countdown. You don't know who it is. There's you don't no know structure to the actual. If the match goes on for so long, but there's no structure to like. You know, you look at Rumbles now, and it's like basically told in like three or four part stories. Yeah, for the most part, like yeah. like good Rumbles are. And there's also like intertwining storylines going on. Right, like these two guys are feuding, and now they're in the Rumble together, and now they're going at it. Larry, there's one story, and that's Bob Backlund is still in this. He's thing. still in the fucking Rumble. So uh, it was just it, you know really it was just boring. Bob Backlund was the second entrant. He lasted. I looked it up, verified it. <clears throat> well, through I verified it through WWE's website. Oh, Larry was calling people during the match. Like he was in there for sources over an hour, and I don't think he eliminated anyone. Until. I don't think he did either. I couldn't think of a single person. I, I mean, maybe one, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. Did, did he eliminate uh, Tito Santana to get to the final four? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. He did that one, and I think no. That, um, or did you Rick Martel? Rick. Yeah. Yeah, they were the final four, and he did eliminate yeah. him finally after so, being there an hour. So, so he's got one. Now, uh, well, I do then w- his elimination was just I, baffling. I, yeah, I, I do want to say wild that he was still in it because if nothing would be happening. It'd be like radio silence, and then Gorilla Monsoon would just say, "And Bob Backlund's <laughs> still in this thing." At one point, we thought he got eliminated. We forgot there was a spot like he under it, the Twenty eight minutes in, he gets kicked out of he gets kicked out of the ring. And they expose concrete, and they just slam him on the concrete. Yeah. And he's out for about 10 minutes. So what he would have – no, because there were other people out because he wasn't the only person left in. So Undertaker was there, and that's when um, Giant Gonzalez, who they said was – Again, you got to dress the part in 1993. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, at first I said – I asked Larry if, if we are supposed to think that's his real body, but then I forgot he has, like, werewolf hair. Yeah. So actually my question is still valid. Um, but so they did a whole thing, Giant Gonzalez, who wasn't an entrant. At all. Came in, you know, just beat the hell out of Undertaker. Yeah, uh, just absolutely demolished him. So they had to have a reason for the other guys to be on the outside, so um, not be involved in that. Um, That went on forever, too. uh, It was a very, very long – that segment did not need to be that long. Uh, Good good in theory, saying, okay, we're going to get the Undertaker out. We're going to build this new giant monster. But it's just one of those things, like, clearly when you see him, you're like, okay, well, he – doesn't look like he can move very well. Oh, you know if they have a match WrestleMania, it's going to be a banger. And you put him in yeah, As the kids say these days, he's going to hump. What? It's going to hump. I don't know who says that. I know all about team talk in this match. If they have a match, it's going to hump. <laughs> I know it, and I know there's no way when we get around. That's a, that's a t-shirt. I know that there is no way when we get around the WrestleMania and we review this match that I'm going to be wrong. There's no way. <laughs> I respect that a lot. But it was uh yeah that that little part of the match went on uh, really long. They uh, are still driving home the the urn thing, which is uh, great for that time. You know, right? And Paul Bear comes out. He it's up staggers, and uh, Bobby Heenan sells it really good to you know make sure everyone knows like oh I've never seen Undertaker stagger when he's got this urn. Like, right. He's always just super strong. It's almost like he's human. You know, right. really really driving home. They really made you know John Gonzalez look really good, look the yeah. part. But he's just clearly not good, and clearly in a full body spandex suit <laughs> with werewolf hair glued to his shoulders and backs and then ties. I mean, I, look, I get it. You see old stuff, you're like, well, that was of the time. When the fuck was that ever of its time? What time are we talking about? We were just like, yeah, that looks good. Like, like that's that's the move. Grown men are gonna, but I guess that's, I don't know how many grown men were at yeah. this. You know, yeah, so as you can tell when they were cheering and they were just. <laughs> so, High pitch voices. So then, so then, right? So then, the dust settles with that segment, and you realize that Bob Backlund's still, still in this, in this fucking thing. match <laughs> <laughs> because Gorilla Monsoon won't let me just live. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, Bob Backlund still here, Larry. He's still here." Oh, so there's a time once so Yokozuna comes out, and there's a time where you're like, "Oh, a relatively fresh Yokozuna has a exhausted." 
Bob Backlund in the corner. Can't, oh, can't get rid of him. Good to pick him up. Oh, he's going to be rid um, of him. Nope. Also, uh, I th- wild that he was in this match that long, right? Right. Uh, he's 43. We're really just shitting on Bob Backlund. He is 40. Well, I'm, I'm about to hype him up. He's 43 in 1993, right? Right. Crazy that he was able to go over an hour. That's right. absolutely insane. I couldn't do that now when I'm 23. Just absolutely couldn't do it. Me too. Um, 23. You wish. Um, he uh, So, just crazy that he went that long, right? Right. If I, I would imagine if I was transported back to 93 and I was a fan and I saw Bob Backlund come back and was in the Rumble, right? And I see that he's almost he's lasted this long. He's almost in the final four. I think I'd be losing my mind just rooting for him because you can even hear it in the crowd when he's starting to make his little run in the final four. Right. They're just starting to pick it up. They're like, "Yeah, this is our guy. This is our guy. He's gonna do it." And then yeah, he, you know, he got to the final three. It was real big, and then he got eliminated, kind of in a lackluster way. Right. But uh, he looked like an idiot. Yeah, but I would. Uh, he basically just ran at Yokozuna, and Yokozuna just like sidestepped him and like. Him out. Uh, very crazy that uh, Yokozuna is using uh, speed to eliminate him. As Earthquake used speed to eliminate Typhoon. In 1993, they were trying to tell us about climate change, guys. Yeah, wouldn't they listen. were. Earthquake and Typhoon. God, what names? What? Some big old boys were in this match. What did they know? When did they know? know? When yep. did they know? Oh, God, I tell you, it was absolutely insane. So, uh, let's see, final two. Who came down to the final two? Uh, the final two was Randy Savage and Yokozuna. And uh, it basically turned into a 10-minute just one-on-one match. At this point, I'm like, look, I got to get up for work in like six hours. Let's go home. Let's uh, go home, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said no. Yeah, they wouldn't let us go home. That part was pretty bad. Uh, yeah, man, the, the final two was not performed well i don't think we had the infamous you know yokozuna finally goes down on his back you know what's weird finally sorry macho man hits him with the elbow drop runs around him to pin him (laughs) and then yokozuna just kicks out and just throws him over the top rope and that's during the during the kick out of yeah a non-pin here's what i was gonna ask you though because i thought about this briefly but it happened so quickly but this is my point so the whole match are like, you know, Yokozuna has yet to even go off his feet. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, yeah. that's going to be a story. Um, so he, he eventually goes off his feet. But it's it's weird. If this was done, you would think if this is a wrestling story, it would like, you know, like, if if me and you were wrestling, you'd never gone off your feet. I mean, I'd be flurry after flurry after right. flurry. Then you would knock me down, right? And you would, you know, the heat spot or whatever, and you'd just kill my comeback. And then I'd come back, and and then eventually I'd get you. He kind of fell down relatively quickly, uh, which I was, I was okay with. Yeah. But immediately they don't have a chance to to really like savor that spot because Macho Man immediately goes to the top rope, hits the elbow, does the stupid pin, gets thrown out, and that's the end. You yep. would think they'd be like, let's savor this, like. Yeah. Let's savor this, like, oh, my God, like, let the crowd react. Holy shit, this guy's finally on yeah. his feet. And also, they he went immediately on, went to the finish. Yeah. Well, earlier, Macho Man was hitting, like, uh, double axe handles from the top rope and, like, almost getting him, and he was staggering yeah. him. He got down to, like, the one knee, and we're like, okay, he's going to get him. And even this way, he went down kind of, like, lackluster. Like, he right. went to run him in the corner, didn't get him. He hit, like, the one axe handle. And, and then he, like, staggered. Yeah, for he like staggered, and you're like, okay, he's going to hit another one. And then he fell, and you're like, Okay, well, I didn't. I was weird. I don't know why right. he fell then. Yeah, it and was then, weird. Yeah, it was a very odd ending yeah. to uh, to a very just. So I'm sure there's Royal Rumble. I'm sure there's a thousand different you know articles because it's been thirty years. But like, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Why did they do that dumb finish with Macho Man like pinning him? I don't know. We'll have to look it up. But I have absolutely no idea why you would. I would imagine you would then just say, "Well, Macho Man." didn't real just forgot what was going on yeah which makes uh, him look dumb maybe he's like so invested in the match um but another thing we're talking about like it's just clearly not a well clearly don't deserve to win yeah but we're we're talking about where it's just clearly not a well-oiled machine yet right he goes in there with the repo man was still in there 
they never really mention it. I believe he eliminated the Repo they Man. They didn't mention it. We talked about it because we yeah. were it was fresh in our mind. But yeah, but they didn't really mention it. They didn't really do a special angle where it was just those two. They're finally in, in the yeah, ring. Yeah, in the ring or anything like that. I think Macho Man did eliminate him, but that right. was kind of a uh, if, if this kind if, of it. If you're listening to this for the first time and not up to date on this, the the last Raw they had an angle, a whole like um, episode long angle between the two. Um, and they were going to set up a match, which I think happens at the next Raw. Uh, yeah, uh, the next Raw, which uh, we will be recording next week, by the way. If you're not familiar with the format of this show, next week we'll watch Raw, and we will record the episode of Raw. Um, right. It's going to be uh, the Macho Man in a match with the Repo Man. Right. And also, uh, Flair versus Mr. Perfect. Right. Loser so, leaves WWF. Loser leaves, which uh, also, they never had a moment in the Rumble either. They In this Rumble. Well, no, I mean... Oh, he, yeah. he eliminates yeah, Flair. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't a uh, like a, a, as big as I thought it would be. Right. Well, well to your point, yeah. uh, not a well-oiled machine. It's not like, they're finally at it. They're finally at it, you yeah. know? You know, a day before, which I don't know, had they... Yeah, yeah, because the last roll, the, the, it kind of went off the air with them yeah. talking about this match. So you would think that the... You would think while the rumble was going on, you would start kind of you would be promoting them up tomorrow. Yeah. Tune in tomorrow; they're going to blows before their epic, you know, yeah. match. So, uh, so the next episode of Raw, we're looking for who's Giant Gonzalez? Why is he attacking Undertaker? What's going on there? Right. Uh, the Flair Perfect match, the Repo Man match, and uh, Yokozuna and Bret Hart. Um, their their dynamic going because right. this is the uh, first uh, ever rumble. This was the first year it started where the winner got the main event of Mania right. for the championship. Uh, we want to know what's going to go on with Steiner Brothers, right? Uh, for they're building momentum, uh, they tag are. titles maybe. And then uh, what's going? What's what's next for Razor? What is next? He yeah. he takes the L. He taps out, or he you know shakes his head and says yes, he wants to give up. So um, we'll see what uh, what happens with him. Yeah, we'll have to uh, see, but uh. You know, we uh, really appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we will be uh, back next week with the uh, next episode of Raw. Uh, real quick, I just want to plug uh, an article, if you don't mind, on uh, AIPTcomics.com um, within the next few days. Just check it out because we do a lot of cool stuff there. I will be having uh, I will be having a piece published, um, and it's all about um, where NXT is today, how they've lost their way, and what the future holds. So uh, take a look. Um, be on the lookout for that but check out that website we have a lot of cool stuff on there so uh give it a look and look out for it absolutely so uh, we will see all of you guys next week see ya yep.